time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast for you here on either iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and listen to the podcast this week. And we will really strongly recommend that if you do enjoy listening to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, whichever podcast location you decide to use, we would really appreciate it if you subscribed to the podcast as well. Because by subscribing to the podcast, when we upload the newest edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, you'll get it right there. You'll get a notification letting you know that the newest podcast is up and available for you to either download, listen to while you're out in your car, jogging, or maybe just relaxing at home. Whatever your plans have for you, we really appreciate it if you make our podcast a part of your day as we look at the biggest news and stories from the world of racing, whether it's NASCAR, NHRA, IndyCar, uh, the W Series, whatever it is, we cover it for you right here on Southern Race Week Radio. And we do have another jam-packed edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast coming up for you here in just moments. But I do want to let you know about a couple of things. First of all, our social media platforms. We are available for you on Facebook and Twitter. So if you'd like to check it out, we would really appreciate it if you liked our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio because we'll always provide for you the latest racing news and information 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So once again, like our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter to get that 24-hour, seven-day-a-week coverage of the latest news and information from the world of racing. And also our email address, that is right. You can contact our email address anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week as well. Just check out SR or just send us that email to srwradio at yahoo.com. Once again, that is srwradio at yahoo.com. But as I mentioned, we do have another great jam-packed edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you this week. On the program this week, we will be speaking with the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson, and also Fox Sports 1 play-by-play voice for the ARCA Racing Series, Jamie Little, and then also late model driver Jake Garcia, who recently raced at the Camping World Truck Series at Bristol Motor Speedway a few weeks back. We'll recap his uh, exciting action at Bristol Motor Speedway. So we have another jam-packed edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast coming up for you right here on either iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But right now it's time for our racing review as we recap all the exciting racing action that happened this past weekend. First in the world of NASCAR, as we take a look at what's going on in the Camping World Truck Series, they were off this past weekend, but they're back in action this upcoming weekend as the Camping World Truck Series playoffs continue. The next Truck Series race will be on Saturday, October 1st, 12.30 p.m. is when the green flag will drop for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoff race at Talladega. And as we take a look at the standings right now in the Camping World Truck Series, Ty Majeski is your number one ranked driver. Chandler Smith is second. Zane Smith is third. Stuart Friesen is fourth. John Hunter Nemechek is fifth. Christian Eckes is sixth. Grant Enfinger is seventh. And Ben Rhodes rounds out the top eight. The Xfinity Series was in action this past weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. And Noah Grayson yet again wins another Xfinity Series race at Texas Motor Speedway. Austin Hill was your runner-up. Ty Gibbs finishing third. A.J. Allmendinger in fourth. And Riley Herps rounding out the top five. And taking a look at the current standings right now in the Xfinity Series as this was the first race 
in the playoffs in the Xfinity Series. Noah Grayson, surprise, surprise, your number one ranked driver with seven wins on the season. Ty Gibbs is second. A.J. Allmendinger is third. Austin Hill in fourth. Justin Allgaier is fifth. Josh Berry is sixth. Riley Herbst is seventh. Ryan Sieg is eighth. Sam Mayer is ninth. Daniel Hemmerich is tenth. Brandon Jones is 11th, and Jeremy Clements rounds out the top 12 as they kick off the Xfinity Series playoffs. And the Xfinity Series will be back in action as part of a doubleheader weekend with the Truck Series at Talladega with the Sparks 300. That'll be Saturday, October 1st. The green flag will drop at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And then over in the Cup Series, how about this? Another non-playoff driver wins a race in the playoffs. Tyler Reddick, who was in the playoffs, but unfortunately was eliminated out of the playoffs. Won this past weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. Joey Logano was your runner-up. Justin Haley finishing third. Ryan Blaney in fourth. And Chase Briscoe running out the top five. And here are the point standings right now in the Cup Series. Joey Logano is your number one ranked driver, followed by Ross Chastain in second. William Byron is third. Kyle Larson is fourth. Ryan Blaney fifth. Denny Hamlin sixth. Daniel Suarez is seventh. Chase Elliott is eighth. Chase Briscoe is 9th, Austin Sindrick is 10th, Christian Rebell is 11th, and Alex Bowman rounding out the top 12. And the Cup Series will once again be back in action at Talladega Super Speedway on Sunday, October 2nd for the Yellowwood 500. The green flag will drop at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And over in the Camping World Truck Series, a wild day of action and point shuffling at the Beltway NHRA Carolina Nationals as Antron Brown, Ron Capps, and Aaron Stanfield all were in the winner circles at the Z-Max Dragway at the conclusion of the second event of the six-race countdown to the championship. And, of course, you want to see the other winners from this past weekend at the Z-Max Dragways. Just head on over to NHRA.com and click on Results. And the NHRA will be back in action this upcoming weekend, September 30th through October 2nd. They'll be at the Worldwide Technology Raceway for the NHRA Midwest Nationals. So there you go. That's your racing review for this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. This is Leah Pruitt, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. But very exciting news coming out of Atlanta Motor Speedway as earlier this week, NASCAR released their schedule for next year, 2023. NASCAR will have two races, as we've had here the last couple of years. But a little bit of a difference in it. Instead, we're going to be going from 500 to 400 miles on Sunday, March 19th for the Am Better Health 400. And also the return of the doubleheader weekend on Saturday. And then how about this? The Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart Sunday, July 9th under the lights at Atlanta Motor Speedway along with the Xfinity Series race that will be on that Saturday as well. So very, very exciting news. And to bring us up to date on how all this happened, let's welcome in the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway and a great friend of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Brandon Hutchinson! Mr. Hutchinson, thank you so much for taking the time to join us yet again here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir, you're here just about as much as uh, William Barber has been here in the last few months, but we really appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us, sir. Hopefully everything is going well for you today, my friend. Yeah, William's probably got his toes in the water and his ass <laughs> in the sand somewhere. i tell you what, man. Alfie, it is always a pleasure to be here on Southern Race Week. You know, you guys, you guys are friends and, and do a lot to cover us and 
Just happy to be here. Yeah, a lot to be announced this week. I tell you, the last 12 months at, at Atlanta Speedway have uh, have really been busy. Yeah, uh, you know, it's crazy. We're going to go over to these race weekends in just a couple of moments. But when I was watching a video of NASCAR announcing the schedules, the different variations of the tracks and everything, it was amazing to see Atlanta Motor Speedway lumped in with Talladega and Daytona as super speedway. So how do you feel about now that your track is now pretty much compared to a super speedway with Daytona and Talladega and just as exciting racing as is at any of those other tracks too? We're the short track of super speedways. Alfie, when you take a look at what fans want most and what we hear about most, you hear about Bristol, you hear about Martinsville, you hear about Daytona, you hear about Talladega. Now we're the short track of super speedways. You know, Daytona and Talladega are over two and a half miles long. So we are ecstatic about product that we saw on track here this year. If that can continue, I don't care what anybody calls us. I don't care how we're classified to me about good entertaining racing that can provide memories but but yeah i saw that and it just so happens in july my son was in the pa booth for the for the race and they coined the phrase the short track of super speedway so pretty cool but we're excited about it any way you slice it well let's look at what happened last year in the march race you had a record 46 lead changes among 20 different drivers side to side racing real close tight together great finish as well but the difference between this march and 2023 compared to this year is you guys are going from 500 miles to 400 miles for the and better health 400 i know there's always been a lot of talk about maybe bringing down the mileage at in that uh, march race in atlanta so how did you guys come together and in, in deciding you know what well, let's go from 500 and let's go to 400 miles well people have heard say for a long long time we work for the fans and we do a lot of surveys we talk to a lot of people that are nascar fans not just the the extreme nascar fans but the middle of the road fans too and you know, listen, there's a lot of tradition in 500 miles. I, I get it. We've been running 500 miles since 1960. But, you know, I tell you, 400 miles on the short track of super speedways has produced about uh, three hours and 20 minutes. And, you know, that's about perfect, Alfie. So when we took a look at that, when we took a look at what we've heard from our fans, it was a no-brainer. It's the right thing to do. It's what our fans want. So, working closely with the folks at NASCAR and our broadcast partners, we made the switch. So, and hey, we got a brand new sponsor in Ambetter. The Ambetter Health folks provide affordable health care. They've been great partners of ours for, for quite some time up in New Hampshire, so we're excited to have them on board. They were excited about the 400 miles as well. And also, I'm sure for NASCAR fans, you'll have the doubleheader weekend that weekend as well on Saturday, March 18th. You'll have the Freight 208 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race and then all the Raptor 250 NASCAR Xfinity race on that Saturday as well. So I know for a lot of fans, they really, really do it in that doubleheader weekend because like a doubleheader in baseball, you have one ticket and you get two exciting races in the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series. Well, yeah, no, no doubt about it. The doubleheader, we, we are the originator of the doubleheader. You see it more than one time throughout the NASCAR schedule these days and We've even thought about going away from it and, and putting more action on track on Friday. But you know, our fans have spoke loud and clear on that, too, and they love the doubleheader. The Freight 208, Marcus Barella, and Freight Auctions, those guys are amazing. That truck race is really, really cool. Corey Heim is the, the champion, so he'll be coming out here to defend a, a cool Georgia guy. You know, the Atlanta 250, the Xfinity Series race. Austin Hill, a Georgia boy, is the defending champion there, too. And then, of course... This past July, 
Chase Elliott won the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. So, March, you got the doubleheader on Saturday, two past Georgia champions. You've got the Ambetter Health 400 on Sunday, past Georgia champion. Georgia boys are kicking butt. Hopefully they can come back out here in March, St. Patrick's Day weekend, big party, and reclaim checkered flags and be a champion until July. Speaking with Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. So let's look at race number two for the 2023 season. And as a fan who's been at Atlanta Motor Speedway for many years, one thing I did miss was racing under the lights. And that will return for the first time in nine years to AMS on Sunday, July 9th with the running of the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. And then also under the lights as well on uh, that weekend as well, you also have another night race for the Xfinity Series. So I think for a long time, fans did want night racing back at Atlanta. And it looks like you, once again, as you do for all your fans out there, you heard them and you followed through with something they wanted to happen at AMS, which is racing under the lights, which is always exciting, especially at a track like AMS with the racing you'll see on that surface. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you, you know, to be able to give our fans, again, what they want, it feels great, you know. And when our fans want something as cool as a night race, it feels even better for us to be able to, to again, work with NASCAR, work with the broadcast partners, and do everything within our power to, to get that night race back. I think, as you said, nine years. It's been since 2014 that we had a night race. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's just different. It's electric. There's a different vibe. It's, uh, I, I liken it to a Georgia game at night, places rocking, everybody's a little jazzed and amped up, and it's no different in NASCAR. The Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart is going to be under the light. You're not going to want to miss it. Don't forget, we have a bunch of concerts, too, so it's like a music festival happening, and a NASCAR race again breaks out, too, so it's a really cool time for us. And I'm sure as those, uh, you know, as soon as you start booking people and getting people prepared for that, I'm sure you'll let our listeners know about that. So very exciting. And the campgrounds are available. I mean, if this that weekend sounds like the best weekend to camp out or even the March weekend as well because the weather is so beautiful. And then also during July with the night race, it's going to be a great opportunity for our fans to come out, enjoy a great weekend at AMS by camping out. So, uh, Mr. Hutchinson, of our listeners out there want to go ahead because tickets are available for both races for 2023. Where can they go to get tickets, campground sites? and uh, information as well. Yeah, go to atlantamotorspeedway.com. You can get information on everything you could possibly want to know about Atlanta Motor Speedway. I'd tell you to look at the Insiders Club. Get both weekends for one great low price. Come on out here. Camp for the weekend. Bring the family. Bring your friends. Make great memories what we're all about. Hopefully everybody will come on out and see us in 2023. Yeah, it should be exciting. And we also want our listeners to know out there, uh, Mr. Hutchinson, that Atlanta Motor Speedway, even though it's a destination for NASCAR, you do have a lot of other great events that go on there as well. Another great uh, thing you mentioned is that the Atlanta Monster Jam will be returning the AMS as well next year. And tickets are available for that as well. So um, I think it's really cool that not only do you a great two great NASCAR races uh, this next year, but also the return of the Atlanta Monster Jam, which is always a lot of fun to check out. You know, we love events that encompass the entire family. And that Monster Jam event is one where you see more families than you see at most other sporting events. And, and it's really, really cool. People have a good time. And, hey, don't forget, we got State Fair coming up in, in October. So there's a lot going on here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We've got about 1,000 events a year. I know most of your listeners support us, but for those that haven't been here for a while, come on out and see us. 
going to be fun next year, but we're not done with this year yet. And, hey, look for an opportunity in November to drive your car on the high banks at Atlanta Motor Speedway through the Laps for Charity events that we're doing. Go to speedwaychildrenscharities.org, and you can check out what we're doing there, too. Lots of good things going on, giving money back to children's organizations in our community. So just a good time to be a part of NASCAR, good time to be a part of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Hopefully you'll come see us soon. Man, we're looking forward to it, Mr. Hutchinson. Once again, if you want to purchase tickets or get information, atlantamotorspeedway.com, or you can call up 877-9-AMS-TIX. That's 877-9-AMS-TIX, and uh, be able to get those tickets, campground sites, and uh, also purchase tickets for the race weekends and also the Atlanta, Atlanta Monster Jam as well. Mr. Hutchinson, as always, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, and I'm sure you guys are getting ready to go to welcome in NASCAR Nation for two race dates in 2023, sir. Alfie, thank you so much again. Hopefully your listeners are doing well. And listen, tell Williams, come see us every once in a while. <laughs> well, you know, he, he'll be hopefully healthy soon. I don't know if you heard Mr. Hutchinson, but he lost his voice. So uh, can you imagine William Barber not having a voice and uh, and, and, and his doctors tell him that he needs to not talk as much? So th- that's, that's kind of – if you're going to talk to William, this might be the best time to do it. Well, I'm sure his beautiful bride is just all torn up that William can't open his mouth. Uh, Very, very true indeed, sir. Uh, As always, we appreciate the time, sir, and uh, hopefully we'll catch back with you down the road and continue to let our listeners know about all the great things happening at Atlanta Motor Speedway, sir. Thanks. Thanks, Alfie. William, get well if you're listening. Hey, this is NHRA driver Mason McGahey, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. But I'm very honored and privileged to welcome in our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line as she is wrapping up her second season calling play-by-play action for the Arkham Menard series for FS1. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the lovely Miss Jamie Little. Miss Little, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Glad to be here. Yes, it's a great day. Just winding down summer, still have some warm days, so it's awesome. Still a little bit of racing here and there, so it's been good. As far as FS1's coverage of ARCA, you guys wrapped that up this past weekend over at Bristol Motor Speedway, although you will continue to work for the truck series as the playoffs are currently going on right now. But let's focus on the ARCA series because a lot happened there at Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, two races are left in the ARCA and ARCA schedule before we wrap things up for the season. So as we get out of Bristol, get ready for the last two races of the season, real tight battle there for uh, one and two spots there in the points. What do you think a lot of these drivers and a lot of these teams took out of uh, – out of the race there at Bristol. And what are your thoughts on, on the action there at Bristol Motor Speedway? Well, I love racing at Bristol. I don't care what series it is, but it's cool for the Arkham and Art series because it's a development series. And most of the drivers there all started on short tracks. So it's fun to have a little showdown for the Arkham and Art series. And at the same time, you have a lot of drivers. Most of the field had never been there before. So I always love seeing how everybody figures it out. They have a real quick you know, practice session and they have qualifying and to see who comes out on top. But it's always, you know, those those experienced guys, the guys who've been running away with it all season are usually the ones that rise to the top. And that's what we saw. Sammy Smith is just so solid. I mean, he's, he's Ty Gibbs 2.0. And he's shown it this year in the same exact car with the same team, same crew chief. He's, you know, he's won five times now in the East and he won the championship. So imagine what he could have done if he ran full time in the Arkham Menard series this year. But it's been interesting. But, you know, when you look at the the big picture for the Arkham Menard series and the points, 
I mean, Nick Sanchez, it's his to lose right now. But like you said, five points separate first and second. And Raja Karuth, who is a great friend of the show, he's 30 points behind. So it, it might be a little bit difficult for him. But tell me about that team over there at Rev Racing. I think that team has really made a lot of noise this season between Nick Sanchez and uh, Raja Karuth. who have also gone and do other series outside of ARCA, Trucks, Xfinity. So uh, tell me a little bit about the Rev Racing team and, and your thoughts on those two young men. I love what Rev Racing has done. That's what we need. I mean, it's a development series and they're all about developing talent. They go out and they scope out who the next driver is in line and they have the equipment. They've brought on new sponsors this year. Gamebridge, I think, was huge for them to get um, to back their drivers, give them the equipment they need. And we've seen them running all year. They're up at the front and they're always together. It's so funny. It's like they can't shake each other. But Raja Karuth had a solid season going. He led the points for most of the season. And then all of a sudden, things have kind of fallen off for him. He had a couple bad races in a row. But at the same time, his teammate, Nick Sanchez, has been slow and steady. He's got those three wins, but he's just been really consistent. And uh, when it counts most. So he's taken over the points lead and and right now, you know, he's not looking back, but, you know, he's got to be careful. Daniel Dye is right there. He hasn't won yet this year, but he's right there knocking on the door. And, you know, the women have made a lot of noise this season, Miss Little. We had a, a history made at the Milwaukee Mile when we had the, the largest amount of female drivers in the field. Stephanie Moyer, who's been on the program a couple of times, finished the season in fourth place, which is the highest finish for a female. So, I mean, the women have definitely stepped up and have made some noise and their names are out there. They're getting a lot of great recognition from the media, which I think is very impressive for you guys and the media to show that these women, that there are women drivers out there who can get the job done. Yeah, I think that's always a question that people want to know, like, where's the next woman coming from? You know, are there good women out there that are going to climb the ranks and jump into a truck or jump into Xfinity? And the ARCA series is the perfect place for them to be. And, and you mentioned it, Tody Breidinger, and you've got Amber Balkin. I mean, they've had what I'm looking at Tony. She had five top tens this year, four top tens for Amber Balkin. Um, I mean, they've done exceptional and I know it's been trying for them. And especially for Amber, it's her first full-time ride in anything in her career. So she's just seeing these tracks coming at her, whether it's dirt or it's road course or it's short track, it's super speedway. It's a quick learning curve, but these ladies have really done a nice job and it's showing. I mean, you mentioned getting the attention and Tony Breidinger, she's, she just got Gap. She signed Gap for a personal services deal and Victoria's Secret. I mean, these are two sponsors you don't see other drivers get. So obviously people are taking note and, uh, you know, businesses find value in sponsoring these women in, in ARCA. Being with Jamie Little, play-by-play -play announcer for the ARCA Menard Series for SF1 and also pit reporter for the Truck Series also for uh, for Fox. And, and Jamie, we have a couple of races left to go here. So as we mentioned, we got that top two battles there between Nick Sanchez and Daniel Dye, who do you think is the, the guy who's going to come out of this with the trophy? Well, just based on performance so far this year, it's got to be Nick Sanchez. I mean, obviously, they've proven they can win three times already. Two races to go. I think for sure he has a chance at winning either or both. I think Daniel Dye is capable of winning too, but he hasn't done it this year. So he hasn't proven to me or anybody else that they can get the job done. They can kill him with consistency in these top fives, but I just don't know if that's going to be enough in these final two races to get it done. As you're wrapping up your second year doing play-by-play, -play, which is always difficult because, you, you know, you come from the world of pit road, where it's, you know, two or three minute talks and then you move on. How is that adjusted now, now that you're in your second year? Because starting out, you know, you had, to, you had to learn a whole new series, a whole new set of drivers on top of every other driver that you already had to do for the Cubs, yeah. Xfinity <laughs> and truck series. So now that you're kind of 
do you feel like you're getting your feet wet? Do you feel like you're kind of getting a little more comfortable and, and you're ready to try it again next year? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I still have under 20 races, you know, as a play-by-play -play person, but it's been incredible. I think I found my way. I figured out what I need to do and what my style is, you know, coming in as a pit reporter for 20 years, my natural, you know, you know, adjustment was, okay, well, I'm just going to bring all the stories and tell all these stories about drivers on the broadcast where this role isn't really like that. I, I can tell a little bit of stories, but then you rely on the pits to tell those stories and you rely on your analysts. And so it's a little bit of everything, not so much just storytelling. Um, it's really fun. It's so exciting. I mean, when the green flag drops, you're like, all right, we're sitting here watching this race together, loving every moment, hoping that the people at home are enjoying their experience too. I really hope that's what people have taken away from it. And I hope that they learn a few things along the way about a certain driver in the field or about the series in general. Do you feel that it's kind of an advantage that you're kind of at the same state that some of the list, the watchers and viewers are? They don't know a lot about what's going on. So do you feel like you're kind of like that person in the booth who might be helping that person watching who might not know everything that's going on? So it gives you kind of a better perspective because you're kind of at the same as maybe a lot of people who aren't familiar with the Arkham Menard series kind of learning with you. Yeah, I mean, every race other than about four or five drivers, it's different faces in different places. Sometimes it's one driver in three different cars throughout the season. So you're trying to educate people watching without giving them too much information and overload. Um, but that's exactly right. I mean, most people, they don't follow the ARCA series, you know, race by race. They So they tune in maybe for one reason or another. It's a certain track, especially Daytona. You need to educate. And um, you don't really do that with the Cup series because you, I mean, even if you're, you know, a casual viewer, you know a lot about these drivers that you're seeing. So it is different. You definitely have to explain things, I think, for the series, how it works, the championships within championships, the different series, the different style, you know, of race car um, and the ages and why certain drivers can run certain tracks and not others. So um, you're definitely taking them on that learning sabbatical, I think, kind of where I came from in the last couple of years. Well, Miss Little, if our listeners want to follow along with you, where can they go to keep up with you? Yeah, at Jamie Little TV on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, do a little bit of personal stuff, animal stuff, and some racing. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here, Miss Little. Good luck to you as you cover the rest of the season for the Truck Series, and hopefully we'll talk to you again uh, next year in 2023 when we kick things off yet again. All right. Thank you, Alfred. Appreciate it. Uh, Hello, this is Gracie Trotter, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie. Continue on this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, and we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here into the program, a great friend of the show, driver in the Cars Tour Series, and recently racing at Bristol Motor Speedway in the Truck Series. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in from the great state of Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Jay Garcia. Mr. Garcia, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, good to be here. Well, glad to have you back on the program, sir, and wanted to have you on the program because just last week you were up there at Bristol Motor Speedway. You were driving in the uh, truck series and uh, wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that because you this is not the first time you've been in the truck series. You've been you've done a couple of these races, but you're also, you know, a late model driver. You've driven all types of different types of vehicles. As far as driving a truck in the truck series, um, wh where do you rank it as far as? on the easy, on the tough scale of adjusting to driving when you haven't driven a truck in, in a while? 
Uh, it's definitely a lot different than what I'm used to in the late models. They're a lot bigger and heavier. So, um, you know, it's a little bit harder to control. You can't go quite as fast as the corners. Motor package is a little bit different. And there's a lot of differences between the air with it being a truck body versus a car body in a late model. And uh, another huge difference is the difference between bi-supply tires in the uh, in the late model and radial tires in the truck series. And when you're in the truck series, you're working with a whole new group of guys. You know, you're not familiar with them all that much because you're not in the series in it week in and week out. So how's that adjustment going from changing, you know, uh, spotters, people on your crew, making the changes, getting the truck ready for you, and then your communication system with them because these are people you work with once in a while. So how's that adjustment like? Yeah, it's definitely uh, different to work with different people, but, um, you know, we all get along well, work work together well in the, in the truck stuff and in the late model stuff. I uh, work, work good with my guys and uh, both of them, but, um, you know, it's definitely uh, a few things you have to do different between the, the two series and uh, working with different people, but just like anything else, it's just a matter of getting used to it all. And there are things that you learn in the truck series when you do these races. You talk to these professionals who are up on this on this big plateau. They're in the NASCAR Cup, and then they're also racing in the truck series. Do you take any of the things that you learn from these events that you do that you take with you when you go back into the late model car and race? Do you take some of those things and, and convert it into what you do on a regular basis? Uh, sometimes, but uh, not really a whole lot. Um, definitely, uh, I feel like you notice the air a lot more after dealing with it so much in, in the truck series. Um, start to pick up on how it affects you uh, in the smaller racetracks and the trucks or in the, and the super late model stuff. So, um, you know, definitely a little bit of that and learning about the, learning about the air has been a big thing for me, but um, you know, that's, that's pretty much all that you can carry over uh, with as many differences as there are in the, uh, in the vehicles. And also a difference too is the drivers you're, you're racing with. You usually might have the regular stable drivers that you race with in whatever series you're racing in. So you're familiar with how they drive you and you, and you have a great relationship with them. When you're in a series like a truck series, when you don't race with these people as often as, as you probably do the regulars you race with, how's that like for an adjustment to kind of learn how, what do I do here? Should I make the move? Should I be, should I be, you know, should I be a little conservative? Like how's that mindset going in when you're, in that situation with drivers you're not really familiar with well it's just uh you know same thing as when you go to a different part of the country and, and late models they haven't been to before it's just uh getting used to uh, new drivers and um you know trying to race them uh just like how they race you and um you know it's uh definitely a little bit uh of a learning experience trying to learn uh how each driver behaves you know and the strengths of each and weaknesses of each one of them but um you know, I'm starting to get it figured out a little bit more and uh, being a little bit more familiar with uh, my competitors in the truck series. Speaking with late model driver, uh, Jake Garcia here on this week's edition of Sunday Race Week Radio. So tell me what it's like when you're out there. You're very familiar to racing in the short track world. So for you out there on a, on the banks of the Bristol Motor Speedway, uh, how exciting is that for you to be in a facility that is has so much great history in it and to be able to race with some of the, you know, a lot of these great drivers that, give you an opportunity to kind of see where you stack up in. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely really cool to go to Bristol. Um, I've been there a couple of times in the late model and had really good success there in the late model, but um, you know, it's obviously a little bit different atmosphere with the truck stuff and uh, you know, having uh, all the top three series there um, this weekend or last weekend. So um, it's really, really, uh, really, really cool to be a part of that. And, um, and, you know, uh, just, uh, I know that you, uh, you can compete with some of the guys that are, uh, you know, known for being really good at this stuff. 
And for you, this is kind of like an audition. You have an opportunity for other teams to see how you perform out there, how you do get your name out there. So for you, do you feel like this is a great opportunity for you to get your name out there, your brand out there and let these other teams know that, hey, you know what, I can compete and I can drive in this series with and, and be confident about it? Yeah, uh, it's definitely um, an audition for sure. We've got a great relationship with everybody at uh, uh, MHR, but, um, you know, biggest thing, um, like you said, an audition, it's uh, biggest things just attracting the attention of uh, sponsors. You know, you, you hear about that from, from almost every driver. Um, you know, they mention sponsors in their interviews and all this stuff because they, they are a, a really big part of what we do. And um, so, uh, you know, to get your name out there on such a big stage really helps attract the attention of uh, some brands that may want to support you in the future. Now, do you have any more dates coming up for you in the truck series or, or is that going to be your last one or, or what's the plans there as far as the rest of the season goes? Uh, we don't have anything worked out right now, but uh, we're, we're working on it. Um, you know, there's only a few races left, but, um, you know, we, we'd like to run, uh, you know, another one if we can, but um, just all how it works out and everything takes time. Now, if our listeners want to keep up with you, what's going on in your calendar as far as racing goes for the rest of the year and maybe pick up merchandise or get news and information about you, where can they go to follow you and keep up with what's going on with you, sir? Uh, you can check me out on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter uh, at Jake Garcia Racing, uh, Jake Garcia underscore 35 and uh, at Jake Garcia 35 on Twitter. But um yeah, and uh, uh, merchandise, uh, we, we're working on getting some T-shirts made and putting them on the internet, so uh, stay tuned for that. Um, if you are, if you do happen to be at uh, one of the tracks that I'm at uh, coming up this year, um, we should have T-shirts ready to go um, in the stands. Some of these last few races, not all of them, but maybe a few of them, so um, if you want to purchase some one of those, um, I think we might have some, uh, have some ready uh, come the end of the year. Well, I will definitely be on the lookout because I'm definitely going to purchase my Jake Garcia shirt. Just make sure you get extra, extra huge because uh, <laughs> that might be the only size that fits me. Uh, Mr. Garcia, as always, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here at Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Uh, good luck to you as you race the rest of the year, and we'll keep up with your progress and hopefully talk to you again down the road, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. So we appreciate you tuning in along with our Southern Race Week Radio uh, podcast. And once again, thanks to our great guests uh, for joining us this week. Of course, the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson, Jamie Little of FS1, and then also Jake Garcia, late model driver and also a part-time driver in the uh, truck series. So thanks so much for those eight guests uh, joining us this week here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. And in just a matter of weeks, another cutoff race will be at Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Roval Race coming up here in just a couple of weeks and next week on the program we're going to be joined by executive vice president and general manager of charlotte motor speedway greg walter and then also executive director of the nascar hall of fame winston kelly so we're going to have another star-studded edition of sunday race week radio coming up for you uh next week but once again thanks to our great guests for joining us this week and if you would like to listen again to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. No problems. It'll become a podcast for you on Mondays. So make sure you check out iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Any of those podcast locations, go to the search, type in Southern Race Week. You will find us. 
listen to us, enjoy us, download us as you're out walking or doing some exercise or even in your car. And uh, also while you're there, subscribe to the podcast as well. We were really, really appreciated. Don't forget about our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio because we always provide for you the latest racing news and information 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, right there on our Facebook page and our Twitter page. So thanks for tuning in this week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch back up with you next week on an all-new edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Music.